Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perrigan and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the It Just Means Less podcast. This is episode nine. Uh, I'm your co-host, Wells Perrigan. here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. How are you, Jacob? I'm good, Wells. How are you? Doing pretty good. Ready to talk football on this fine Wednesday night. Um, we're here to talk mostly about week four, but before we get into that, I'd like to review um, how it went last week. Uh, Jacob went 10-3 and three outright. And he went four and eight versus the spread. <laughs> <laughs> and one and one versus the super dog. I also went 10 and three outright. And I went a 500, six and six versus the spread. And I was two and oh with my super dog. Um, that brings me up to 42 and 10 outright on the season and 19 and 22 versus the spread. I'm four and two in super dogs. Jacob is. Uh, 41 and 11 versus outright, 19 and 22 versus the spread as well. And he is two and four in Silver Dogs. So, uh, any, any quick thoughts, Jacob, before we jump right into week four? That last week was atrocious. <laughs> like, that's just bad. There's no, I didn't know ball last week. Well, you at know, least it's... against the spread, you know, at least against the spread. Cause not like I'm a gambling man or anything, cause I would never do that. But, you know, you know I think that's, like... just, that's just inexcusable. Last week was kind of a struggle week for most of the SEC teams, in my opinion. I mean, Auburn won, ended up when they they put the spread out at uh maybe like forty two, like the day of, but we hadn't recorded at that point, and Auburn didn't cover that. Bama obviously didn't cover their 33, 32 point spread versus South Florida. Yeah, that's um, bad. Georgia didn't cover the spread, although we pre- we predicted that to happen. Um, Kansas State was favored versus Missouri, one on the 61-yard field goal with whatever the flag was there at the end. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I heard it. I heard it was um, it was two guys for Kansas State wearing the same number. Oh, okay. Well, that That's makes sense. Saw, so. That that makes sense then. Um, let's see. A and M did end up covering their spread. We missed on that one. Um, you picked Sw- uh, Florida to pull off the upset, and you're right. Um, I picked UNLV to win. You picked Vandy. UNLV ended up winning, but it was and then Arkansas lost to BYU. Did you see so, how that Vandy game ended? Uh, I did not. I was leaving. I was in Jordan Hare at that point. Man, it was it was 37-37. Vandy had just come back, and UNLV had the ball. I think on their twenty five, they get you know they're trying to run the clock out about thirty seven seconds. Well, somebody on Vandy's sideline calls timeout. It wasn't the head coach. UNLV ends up running or run the ball for about eight yards. He gets first down, chunks him, chunks about a forty yard pass down the field, gets called at the ten. They kick it with ten seconds left and win by three. Game was going to go to overtime. So it was kind of like um, I believe it was the Chargers and the uh, Dolphins. Was it, it, was it the Dolphins a few years? I don't know. No, um, what I'm talking about is a few years ago in the um, it was week seventeen or eighteen, and it was the Chargers. And another team were competing for a wild card spot. If the t- game went to a tie, both teams would have made the um the wild card. But it, somebody at the Chargers called timeout, and after that timeout, whoever they were playing went Steelers. down the field and the st- went down the field and scored. So like if they would, if the um Chargers would have never called timeout, uh, they were content for overtime leading. The, or maybe it was, maybe they were in overtime and the game would have ended in a tie. I think that's what it was a few years. That back. was the only time I ever watched UNLV play. <laughs> just uh shout out coach Odom and uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Bo Odom one of my good friends that's his uh that's his uncle is one of the is a coach there um let's just go ahead and jump right into week four um the first game first SEC game of the day is 11 o'clock kick it is Auburn who is three and0 with wins versus UMass Cal and Sanford versus am who beat 
UNLV, or I'm sorry, ULM last week. I think they beat you. Was it UTEP week one? I think maybe. maybe. And then they lost to Miami. Um, the yes. spread right now is a 7.5 A&M. Um, I feel like this game right now, it should be – I haven't looked at the the, um, the ESPN like predictions, but I feel like this game should be a pretty close to a 50-50 toss-up, which is – I'm a little confused about why the spread would be 7.5. Seven, seven I really don't think A&M is that impressive. Um, I'm going to stick with my bloods, and I'm going to say Auburn's going to win, and because of that, Auburn's going to cover. You know who would have who would have thought you'd go that way? <laughs> um, I I think let's see, I'm trying to see what the matchup predictor has. It has it at um Auburn. I mean A and M's favored by seven and a half. Goodness, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Auburn to win that one. You know, so with that one they'll cover. I did. I thought it was that. I was reading our thing is. A or Auburn covered. Yeah. I'll go I'll go Auburn to win and with that, you know, they'll cover that seven and a half. I don't think eleven AM Kyle Field um is that impressive. I don't really think there's that many places in the SC that eleven AM just absolutely scares you to death. Um, we know Starkville's not. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um but A and M, if the game was at maybe even two thirty or the night game, I think I would pick maybe A and M to cover but, or to win, but I think Auburn gets the job done here. Yeah, that's a good um, Next, we got a battle of SEC foes, 3-0 Kentucky at Vanderbilt, who is 2-2. We just talked about how Vanderbilt lost last week. Um, spreads cut Kentucky uh, 13.5. I just I think Devin Leary is going to be able to get the job done, and I think Kentucky wins and covers. I don't think there's, there's a talent difference between the two, so I think for that talent difference is why Kentucky wins. Vandy hasn't lost at home yet. That's why they're going to cover it. Kansas, I mean, Kentucky's going to win, but Vandy will cover the 13 and a half. Well, you know, they get rowdy right there at that 11 a.m. kick in Nashville. Why not? Has, you, yeah. Have you seen an update yet? Is their stadium like, does it still just bear on the end zones? Do we know? Yeah, I think so. I think the school board's still getting held up by a crane. So for that reason, only Vandy will cover. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's, I'm sure that, that makes a lot of sense right there. All right, Jacob, you want to talk about the next one just a little bit? Yeah, Ole Miss 3-0 comes to Alabama 2-1. Bama's favored by 6.5. I don't know how. But, you know, Milrow got named starter, I think it was – was it Monday? It was Monday. It was either Monday or yesterday. Yeah, I think – today's Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday when we're recording this, so I think it was Monday. I think that's right. Yeah, you know, coming out and saying that – he saw Saban saw the leadership out of him that he wanted to see. I don't I don't really think that was maybe a load of crap. Yeah, that's um, kind of like a it's kind of a weird thing. Like you bench the guy and you like see how he like reacts, and then you're like, oh, he reacted fine, and the other t- two sucked. So like we're gonna go back to him, right? Like what what happens if Alabama somehow finds a way to lose that game? Were you gonna keep him out just to prove the point and let your team lose at South Florida? I don't think that's the case. I think, I think Saban really doesn't have an doesn't have another choice. I know I know Simpson got named um, backup right? today, yeah. so I don't know. I'm gonna deal with you though, and I'm gonna stick with my roots, and I'm gonna Bama to win, and I think they'll cover the six and a half. Yeah, this one was a little tough to me. Um, I think that seven line is where I would cover the the spread at. Um, or in my opinion, I think if it is spread, I think Bama wins. But I think if that was a seven and a half point spread, I think I would say Ole Miss covers, just because I think Ole Miss is uh, playing together a lot better right now than Alabama is. The talent level obviously favors Alabama here, um, 
And I still think Nick Saban really does not lose to his um, apprentices. And Lane Kiffin played under Saban has not beat Saban. And I think that streak continues this Saturday. So I, I will go Bama to win and cover. I think I think Lane's a little comfortable. Have you have you seen him on Twitter? I think he's I think he's a little comfortable. You know, and he's always like that. I understand he's always like that, kind of a troll, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's I don't know. It's just still seems a little too comfortable. It was just a little concerning. But you know, I think Bama. I think Bama. If they win, I think they'll find a way to win by at least a touchdown. At least I hope. Wait, okay, let me ask you this: Which is more likely, Alabama? Um. Wins and lit wins by less than six point five, or Ole Miss wins. You saying you think which which one I think is possible winning by less than six and a half? Yeah, winning by Ole less Miss. than six and a half or Ole Miss winning because we both picked Alabama to cover the the six point five right now. So obviously we think that's the most likely option. But between the other two, which one would you go with? Ole Miss winning. Yeah, I think I feel like Ole Miss is either going to blow them out by a couple of touchdowns or. Alabama keeps it close and wins by maybe a touchdown. I just, See, I, just I think this scared is, of Ole Miss's offense. In my opinion, this is a game that if Bama's has a lead by at least seven into the fourth quarter, Bama has it. If it's a tie game or Bama's down going into the fourth quarter, I think this might that it'd be Ole Miss's game at that point. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting. I don't remember what year it was, but the year Chad Kelly came in here and one where they, you know, the ball goes off the top of the guy's helmet and Autobio catches it and takes it. 15, was it 15? Maybe? I think 15. I think I saw something today. It was like eight, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was a crazy catch, you know. I enjoyed it. I remember watching <laughs> it live. Oh, I'm sure. I do, too. I remember saying that I'll never be an Alabama fan ever again. But let's see how that went. Mm-hmm. All right, next on the agenda, um, we got UTSA, who was 1-2 at Tennessee, who was 2-1 after their – Really big letdown last week in the swamp. Didn't look like they were ready to play at all. So Tennessee is now only one conference play. Um, UTSA was a really good team last year, and a lot of people it was like, could this be an upset um, for Tennessee this year? And now UTSA is at one and two, and Vegas or ESPN has the spread at twenty one. Um, I think Tennessee is going to win this game, and I think Tennessee is going to do it convincingly. I think for two reasons, and I keep going back to this: the talent level is just so much different between the two of them. And I also think that Tennessee is going to be highly motivated to come out and just play as sharp as they can after as bad as they looked last week. Yeah, I think the same way. I don't – Tennessee's – you know, I was – I watched, like, toward the end of that game, I think the second half of that one, and they just – it almost seemed like they couldn't get anything to go their way, calls either. It just seemed like some of them were a little, a little crazy, but I think Tennessee is going to bounce back and maybe take their anger out on – uh, UTSA, I think they win and cover the 21. I just, it's going to be, I think Joe Milton shows back up maybe and finds a way to win that one easily. Speaking of Joe Milton, tell me if I was wrong about this. Was it Joe Milton at the end of the game that was trying to square up with the Florida defense lineman? It was not. I don't think it was him. The guy, the guy, the guy from Tennessee looked a little small. I think he was number five. So you think it was one of the backup receivers in the game? At it was it probably probably a backup receiver or backup running back or something like that. But you know, I don't. I just don't think. I don't think that would have ended well for him if it would have <laughs> kept going. You know, it would have been interesting to see, in my opinion. But I, I kind of agree with you too. Um, especially if you don't get that helmet off, you don't get that helmet yeah. off that big boy right there. It could get ugly fast. Yeah, especially if he gets your helmet off. <laughs> All right, next in the agenda, um, I believe we're still on the two thirty kick line. I could be wrong about this. It's um. Arkansas two and one 
at number 12, LSU, who is 2-1 also. Um, LSU is 1-0 in conference play after beating, drilling Mississippi State last week. Um, spread right now is LSU 17.5, um, which is kind of interesting. I think Arkansas is a lot better team than Mississippi State is. And the spread last week for that game of Mississippi State was a 9.5 when we picked it. So I guess that tells you how much Vegas loved Mississippi State after that game. Or sorry, LSU after that game. Yeah, I, I'm going to go – um, I'm going to go with LSU to win and cover the 17 and a half. And the reason I go that way is because Arkansas did not look good against BYU. They really didn't. And I just, I think the crowd at LSU, this game's a 6 p.m. kick, by the way. Oh, it is a six. Are we are on. Yeah. Okay. I, I just looked. I looked and it said six o'clock, which really kind of, you know, shifted. I mean, I already had it down, but it really made me want to go with LSU to win and cover just because Death Valley at night is hard to win in. And so um, I think I think Arkansas is good. You know, we we were high on them at nine. and I think I had them at nine and three to start the year or what I predicted out of them. But I still think I think LSU is going to find a way to win and cover that 17 and a half. Yeah, I had LSU, I had Arkansas being all high on the year. I did not have them dropping to BYU last week, but I did have them dropping this game when we did our little SEC preview to start the year, and that that nothing has convinced me that that changes otherwise. Um, I think LSU wins this game, but I am going to take Bacon Bits to cover. Um, seventeen and a half is um it's a big number in the SEC play, and I've seen a lot of reports this week about Sam Pittman being on the hot seat, which is kind of baffling to me. I saw a lot of Arkansas fans that were not happy about last week's performance. And that could have just been like a little immediate reaction to the game and all that and not, you know, just talking out of rage. But I think, I think he, this is a big game for Sam Pittman to even make sure that his team looks like they belong on the field. They ain't got to win, but you got to make sure that you look like you should be out there in my opinion. So for that reason, I think the troops will be a little bit motivated. It won't be enough, but I think um, begging bits will, will pig will cover. Well, I think Wu Pig might cover just because I think KJ Jefferson's a little excited to. Um, have you seen the? Have you seen oh, the, I, I the have Snapchat? Seen. Yeah, I think KJ yeah. Jefferson's a little motivated, so I can he's see on, it happening. He's coming after Carson Beck, <laughs> that W Riz that we talked about. You know, Gordo yeah, invented that. Don't sleep on Will Rogers either. Hey, I mean, but when you're an SEC quarterback, I guess that's just it. Just comes with the job, I guess. I mean, who knows so. what? Uh, who knows what Milrow be saying? I mean, <laughs> Milro is in a relationship that is very healthy, so do not disrespect my quarterback like that. Well, also, all three of them other guys were starting quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, Milro wasn't a starting quarterback last week, so you don't have exactly he, so. So he, can't, I guess, he doesn't fall into that category. <laughs> Next on the agenda is a. I guess we're still. This would be a seven o'clock kick Eastern time, six o'clock. I think Charlotte yeah. is two and one at number twenty-five. Florida, uh, Florida's two and one. Also, they're one and zero in conference play after dismantling Tennessee. Dismantling Tennessee last week. Um, spread is kind of a little low for a non-conference game, in my opinion, especially after Florida had that big win last week. Spread is twenty-eight points. I, I'm guessing ESPN is expecting. Um, uh, Florida to have a little bit of a letdown after that emotional high last week. I really don't know. I mean, I don't know too much about Charlotte. Me either. I also was a little surprised that Florida got ranked. You know, as they as far as bad as they kind of looked versus Utah the first of the week, then they they beat McNeese pretty good. And then I guess that was you know that was a. Do we know what Tennessee was ranked last week? Were they top fifteen? They were eleven. So yeah. I mean, that's oh, wow. They dropped fourteen. They dropped more than fourteen spots. It. Well, no. So Tennessee was 11, and Florida moved into 25 this week. 
Yeah, so what's Tennessee at though? Uh did they fall out? Uh, I thought I, I might have just missed the ranking. I can no, go 23. Check. Very 23. All right, let's I'm going to add that real quick. Um so I think Florida covers this game. Uh I don't really know too much against Charlotte and it's hard to pick out get some after I was wrong last week. So I'm going to take um Florida to win and cover. Yeah, I just I had Florida to win and Florida to cover the 28. I just you know, I was thinking off that emotional high, find a way to, you know, just beat a team like this. But then, you know, Billy Napier's not necessarily been too successful as a head coach down there in Gainesville. So I, I actually just changed it. I think Florida's going to win, but I think Charlotte will cover the 28 just because maybe Florida gets a little complacent and might, you know, slack up a little bit, not play as hard as they might should. So I'm going to go with Florida to win, but Charlotte's to cover. Yeah, so the first they so Charlotte opened the year up versus South Carolina State. They won twenty four to three. Then they lost to a to his little brother thirty eight to twenty versus Maryland. And then they lost to Georgia State last weekend forty one to twenty five. They're not exactly setting the world on fire right now. I feel like Florida is a better team than Maryland, and they lost to Maryland by eighteen. So I feel like that. I th- I think that's going to be. I think Florida wins this game and covers. Yeah. Next, we got a team that Jacob had as their super dog last week or two weeks ago. Unfortunately, they did not get it done for Jacob. Um, UAB wanted to go into or go in between the hedges and play in Georgia, who was 3-0, 1-0 in conference play after beating South Carolina last week. Um, The spread is huge. Um, It is uh, UGA 42, um, which is kind of – you know, UGA just hasn't looked like – the past two seasons of UGA. So that's a big spread, Jacob. So why don't you tell me what you think is going to happen? I think that UA or Georgia's going to win. I, I think that's kind of a common thing that everybody can agree with. But I think UAB is going to find a way to cover the 42 just because it's a big number. And I know I know it's UAB's no South Carolina, but I think I don't know. I don't really have a reason why I picked it just because I think the reason is because I want to see it happen. So that's going to be my basis for it. But I think UAB UAB has competed this year. You know, I don't I don't think anybody expects them to win this game, but I think maybe they can compete. Maybe Georgia gets up big and then UAB maybe can score a touchdown or something. Maybe they take the Georgia takes the foot off the gas. I don't know. But I think UAB will find a way to cover the 42. Yeah, UAB UAB struggled a little bit. They beat North Carolina A and T. Um, thirty-five to six start the year, and then they've lost to uh, Georgia Southern last or two weeks ago, forty-nine to thirty-five, and then lost to Louisiana Lafayette forty-one twenty-one last week. Um, I think this is going to be pretty. I think UGA covers. Um, just because UAB seems to be on a down year. Um, I know Trent Deffy. Deffy is that right? Trent, how do you say his last name? Trent Dilfer. Dilfer talks about this week that um. He said a night game in the SEC is a better atmosphere than the Super Bowl. So he obviously respects going into Georgia, but he just doesn't have the talent to match up with them. So UGA will win and cover. Yeah, that's a 6.30 kick. So that's – it'll be You know, that's 7.30 UGA. That would be 7.30 um, Eastern time. So which would be another hour for the alcoholic beverages to, to be inhaled. Next we got Memphis, who is 3-0. At Missouri, three and zero. Spread on this one is Missouri six. I don't know if that's because they're not as on as high on Missouri, or Memphis is actually a pretty good Group of Five um, team. 
After last week's field goal, I think um, Missouri is going to come back and win and cover. They um they convinced me last week. I was able to watch a good bit of that game when I was sitting in the line waiting to get in Jordan Hare, and it was a really good game. And I think Missouri – I think Kansas State's a lot better team than Memphis is, and I think Missouri is going to be able to find a way and win it and cover the six and a half – or six points. Yeah, I had – um, I have Missouri winning and covering as well. I had Memphis at first just because um, I don't know his first name. Is it his last name is Beck or is it Beck from Missouri? It's Carson. No, wait, that's not right. No, that's, Cook. That's, it's Brady Cook. It's Brady Cook. Cook. Yeah. He, um, I think he's a game time decision just because he had some injury at the end of Kansas State. And I thought maybe Memphis might find a way to keep it close. But I think either way, I think Missouri, Missouri has kind of shown up a little bit this year. You know, especially this win last week was big for them and beating a, I don't want to say good, but Middleton State's a solid team. So, you know, I think Missouri will find a way to win it and cover it. I just don't know. I don't know enough about Memphis to to pick an upset here. So, especially at Mizzou at night, right, 730 or 630? It'd be, it'd be 630 Central Time. Um, Yes, I watched a little bit last week. I believe it was, the, it might, it was either the Thursday night or Friday night game. Um, Memphis played Navy. And we watched North Notre Dame absolutely dismantle Navy. Now, Memphis, uh, Missouri is not known, uh, Notre Dame, but at the same time, it, Missouri, uh, I mean, Memphis kind of struggled with that Navy team last week. Pretty close game. So I think uh, Missouri will get the, like I said earlier, that's one of the other reasons I have Missouri getting the job done. Yeah, I think Missouri is a little bit better than Navy. So I can, I can see that. Uh, you know, I guess Missouri really doesn't support the troops as well as Navy does, though. That is exactly, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm hearing. Um, the final SEC game is a game that I will be in attendance for is Mississippi State, who is two and one, zero and one in conference play with their loss to LSU last week, playing South Carolina, who is one and two and zero and one in conference play after their loss to South Carolina. I mean Georgia. South Carolina is favored by six point five. I think this is a huge game for South Carolina. Like we were talking earlier, I was pretty high on South Carolina to start the year. I had them beating North uh, Carolina. I had them. Beaten one of the either Tennessee or Clemson. Um, and so far, it's been a little bit of, um, depressing. So they open this, they're one and two right now. So, so say they lose this game, Jacob, they'll be one and three. Then you got Tennessee, Florida, Missouri. All three of them teams are two of them are ranked in Missouri's three and oh. Then you got Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Clemson. If they don't win this game, they're going to be a pretty close to a six and six team. Yeah, no doubt. So, because I mean, you'd be you'd be one and three, one and three with playing probably what's going to be three ranked teams, and then you figure you can beat Vanderbilt, and you figure you're going to beat Jacksonville State. So that just puts you with those three at three and four, and you got to figure out a way to win um, three between Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, A and M, Clemson, and Kentucky. It's kind of tough. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, and I think Beamer will make this um, make this known that this is kind of a must win for them, and I think South Carolina will get the job done and cover. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm I'm really, you know, I was high on South Carolina. I think I had him at nine and three. Um, it's it's been. I I didn't figure. I didn't think they would beat Georgia. You know, we predicted them to keep it close, but I just don't. You know, with how Mississippi State looked, even at home against LSU, I don't think. I think that. Is it Williams Bryce, right? Yes, that's that's right. I, th- I think I think that place is different. That atmosphere is it's it's electric, and with, especially with it being it'll be a seven thirty p.m. kick their time. Correct. So I think 
I think South Carolina will will win, and I think they'll win by a lot. I think it's kind of a you know not a, not exactly the hype of Tennessee coming in there last year, but I think I think the result will be kind of similar. So I think I think South Carolina wins and wins big. Well, that wraps up our SEC games. We'll jump into um, a really good non-conference slate. Um, yeah. 11 a.m. kick is Florida State 3-0 at Clemson 2-1. Uh, Florida State's favored by 2.5. Um, I had Clemson, you know, winning the SEC. The ACC. I had them making the playoffs. After week one, I was kind of, well, I was like, well, you're dumb and you do not know ball. Uh, for me, for my prediction, they'd be even somewhat close. They have to win this week. Um. That being said, I think I'm going to backtrack to what I said earlier in the year, and I think Florida State and Jordan Travis will be able to win this game and cover. Yeah, I'm the same. You know, the line's at two and a half, so it's really almost like a pick them at this point. And I think we just, you know, it, you know, Clemson's probably going to find a way to win this one. I just, but I don't, I don't think they will. It's going to be some type of Dabo's going to say some special prayer or something and find a way for them to win it or something. It's almost like it's almost like they have a lot of grit on that team. If you mm-hmm. So I just, but I think Florida State's going to win. Um, I have them. I predicted them to win the ACC. So uh, I think they're going to. I think I had them losing to LSU to start the year, and then winning, like winning out. But I mean, I still think I, I still think they're the ACC champions, and they'll find a way to win this one. So whoever's listening to this should probably go put all their money on Clemson right now. Yeah, and if we had picked Clemson, if both of us would have picked Clemson, they probably should put all their money on Florida State. No, they would have still kept it on Clemson. Uh, it's mm. some just Clemson's just different at home. It seems like, but I just don't really think they're that great this year. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Which is, you figured came to public would have been able to help them get to the next level with him taking another step, hopefully, but it just really hasn't happened yet. Next, we're going to go to. Number 19, Colorado, who is 3-0. and uh, At number 10, Oregon, who is 3-0 also. Spreads fairly big for a top 20 matchup right now. Oregon's favored by 21. And I know Colorado doesn't have Travis Hunter, but I still think they're going to be able to – this is uh, this is um a true test for Dion. This is a true test for primetime. If he wins this game, finds somehow finds a way to win this game, I mean, we're starting to get into the coach of the year talks, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think if he finds a way to have a winning record, I think you could see him at coach of the year. Or just just because, I mean, no, I think the win total was set at three and a half. Well, like they before, win one more. Before, that's what I'm saying. So before the season, like people were betting them to not win at least three games. Or no, four. Sorry. So I just, I don't know, man. I, I think if he can find a way to go, maybe if he can find a way to win eight games his first year in the Pac-12, he might win it. I mean, he might win it if he goes six and six, just because of the hype around Prime, you know. Mm-hmm. But even without, even without Travis Hunter, I think they can keep it close. So I'm going to go with Oregon to win, but I think Colorado will cover the 21. I think I think Shadur Sanders is a good quarterback. And Dylan Edwards is their running back freshman. I think he's I think he's pretty good, and I think their defense defense can hold up. So I think Oregon's a really good team with former Auburn Tiger and deadbeat dad Bo Nix at quarterback. Oh, really? What and a so, shot! What a cold shot! So I think Oregon wins, but Colorado covers. Yeah, yeah. Sherrod Sanders. Oh, I just messed up his name. Deion Sun is really good, but he is not the best quarterback in this game. That is the Bo Nix. The Bosef Knicks. And um I just think 
they're a little bit ahead of Colorado right now. I think they're going to win the game and cover, like you said. You think they're going to win and cover? Oh, I said I have – I mean, sorry, that's wrong. I have Oregon winning and Colorado covering. Gotcha. That's what you have on the sheet, so I just make yeah. sure because – you don't want everybody to, because I know there's so many people keeping up with this. So, uh, um, next we have another Pac-12 top 25 rank um, matchup. Number 22 UCLA, who is three and zero, at number 11 Utah, who is three and one. The spread is Utah four and a half. Inter- interesting note here, uh, Jacob. I was doing a little research on this one, and Cam Rising has not officially been announced back, but there's some talk that he could be back this week. So take that information as you as you may. Okay, who's the starting quarterback for UCLA? Yeah, I can tell you it's not DTR anymore. So, so. it doesn't, doesn't matter. I think I think Utah doesn't matter who's a quarterback for for Utah. I think they'll find a way to win it. Um, they looked really good against, or I don't want to say really good, but with a backup quarterback, they looked they looked pretty good against um, Florida that first game. That's the only game I've watched of them. To be honest with you, they looked a little shaky at Baylor. I'll give them. I'll say that 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 game. I don't know how they find a way to win it, but they did. But I think this would be at home, you know, Salt Lake City, Mormon Town. I think it's a little – I think it's going to be different, and I think they'll find a way to win that one and cover the four and a half. I'm right there with you. I think Utah is going to win and cover, especially if Cam Rosden plays this game. And fine, All right, for our final Pac-12 ranked matchup, we have number 14, Oregon State. Did not know they were that high in the rankings. Me either. Uh, they're three and zero at number twenty one, uh, Washington State, who's also three and zero. The spread is Oregon State three, three points, and I think Washington State's going to win this upset. They're at home. They got um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Playing quarterback. Do you remember his name? Not a clue. He he transferred from um, Anchorage Ward, where Zach Calzada transferred this year. Uh, okay. He was pretty sought after, and he's this is a second year at Washington State. Oh, it's he, Cam Cam Ward. Is it, let's let me see if I find. Yeah, it's Cameron Ward. He can, he transferred from yeah. Incarnate yeah. Word, but yeah, I think he got his name and his and where he came from in the same. You combined them, but same well, thing. close enough. <laughs> you know, Gordo education did not help me with phonics. So, <laughs> Will's Persian not an English major. So, <laughs> hey, what can I say? Uh, what do you have? Did you have you picked yet, Jacob? Yeah, I have. Um, I have Washington State to. I think they're going to upset them too, and they'll find a way to cover. I think this game is at. It looks like it's two thirty hour time. No, six o'clock hour time. So, but four. That's four. Wait. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're Pacific. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be four o'clock their time. Um, I'd 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 start in time, but I think. I think Washington State will find a way to win that game. You know, it's going to get. It'll probably get dark. I don't know. Will it get dark at some time during that game? You think? Maybe no, I don't know. Well, let's say, say if they if they kick it, after dark, if they, if they kick out if they kick it four, then you say a three and a half hour game, it might be pretty close. Seven thirty, eight o'clock finish. So maybe the fourth know. quarter, maybe the fourth quarter could be a little bit of Pac twelve after dark. You know, Pac twelve after dark is always crazy. So I could see something. You never know, but I think Washington State's a really good football team, um, at least for their standards. So I think they'll win at least. You know, I think they'll win, and then obviously they'll cover that three points. Um, let's see. The next is the game of the week. College game day will be there. As number six, Ohio State, who is three and zero at number nine, Notre Dame is four and zero after they opened up in week zero versus Navy. Spread is Ohio State three and a half. Sorry, three. And I'm going to give you, I guess you could say, three words why Ohio State wins. Marvin Harrison Jr. It's fair. That, yeah, I respect that. 
I think, in my opinion, he is the best player in college football. And I think if he was, if it wasn't such a quarterback-driven number one pick overall, I think he'd be the best player. He's the best available player in the draft, in my opinion. I take him as far as just best available. I think he's better. I think I'd take him over Caleb Williams. And yeah, especially if you still have a quarterback that you're trying to develop. Yeah, I think he's going to instantly come in. I think he's going to be a top 20, 25 receiver next year. In that, where depending on where he goes, he could be the number one receiver on his team next year. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, his dad was a bit of a dog with the Colts. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've got four words for you while Ohio State is going to win. Also, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think, <laughs> um, I think he's a you know he's the definition of a dog in Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's a good football team. I think mm-hmm. I think Sam you know, finally having that quarterback, which is what they haven't had over the past few years, I think puts them. Um, I think it's a good. I mean, <laughs> makes them better. I just I think maybe playing Ohio State later in the year might have helped them out. I think playing them this early, um, when maybe they're you know they had a they have a what did they did they struggle at NC State or did they kind of win that I, one handily? I don't think they won it handily. I think it was within a ten point window, maybe okay, maybe well, within maybe within thirteen. I think the spread was thirteen and a half. I think they covered, so it might have been like a fifteen point game. Well, I just don't, you know, I don't really think they've had. Yeah, I mean, their games haven't been close. They've won by at least twenty-one every week. So, you know, I don't think they've had a a test like this. And, you know, Sam Hartman didn't necessarily have the the greatest time against, um, or he didn't really step up in all the big games they needed to when he was at Wake Forest. So, I don't really think that changes. I think they may keep it keep it close, but not. I think Ohio State wins by more than three. I agree. I, no, I think if the spread was if, if it, the spread was ten, I'm taking Notre Dame to cover or yeah, Ohio State I, to win and Notre Dame to cover. But I think yeah. the three is just kind of you're close to basically a pick them at that point. And I just think Ohio State's the more talented team. Yeah, especially with this game starting at six thirty nighttime. You know, so yeah, nighttime well, yeah. in the Midwest, you never know. Uh, yeah. All right. Final game of the pick'em uh, is a uh, number twenty-four Iowa three and zero at number seven Penn State three and zero. Also, uh, Penn State's favored by fifteen. Um, I think Penn State wins the game, um, but I do not think they cover their their games. They haven't exactly been lighting the world on fire as far as blowing folks out. So I think they're gonna um, they're gonna win the game, but I think Iowa will find a way to cover. I think they're yeah. decent enough to do that. I I got Penn State to win the game, and you know earlier we were when we were texting I. I picked Penn State to cover it, and I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that to cover the 15, but, I mean, I don't really – I think going to Happy Happy Valley, right, at 630, right. you yeah. know, oh, it's going to be 730 their time. I don't know. I just don't think I was necessarily ready for that. They haven't really – they haven't really had their test of the gauntlet yet, um, and their offense is just not – I don't really think it's anything that's that great. You know, they have – Cade McNamara, you know, got some experience back there, but I just don't, mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's enough to, um, it's definitely not enough to win, but I don't know if it's enough to keep it close either. So yeah. I'm going to go with Penn State to win and cover the um, 15. They, um, Penn State beat Illinois last week, uh, 30 to, um, 30 to 13. So by 17 points, the game was at Illinois. And I think I was a better team. So that's what, that's going to be my reason. Yeah. No, no, real, real quick, we're going to go to what everybody has been waiting for this whole episode. Yes, sir. Uh, Gordo Greenwaves 3 and 1 at Tarrant, who is 1 and 2. Spread is Gordo, uh, 41 and a half, which is a huge number for high school football. Yeah, no, but, no doubt. But, but Gordo will cover. 
Uh, 100% agree with that. Gordo wins. Gordo covers. Who in the world did Tarrant beat? Because, <laughs> my gosh, like if if it's anything like they were last year, they are they're just not they're not good. And I mean that in the most disrespectful way possible. They're just not good. And they beat Tus- Talladega County Central, Talladega Community College. You know the place you almost went <laughs> to. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But you know. They won that game 55 to 14. They put up 55 points. But, you know, they they lost by they lost by 28 last week to Oakman. So, you know, I just don't you know, I don't think it's close. So, um going to win by a lot. Two words, Jacob, Ethan Wilder. There you go. I respect that. Yeah. All right, now we're going to hop into our Superdogs. As like we were saying, I was 2-0 last week. Um, let's hoping for a repeat performance this week. I'm going to take Arizona State to cover the 34-and-a-half versus uh, Caleb Williams and Southern Cal. It's a big number for conference play. Arizona State has not looked good, but I still think they can find a way to not lose by 35 in my – and then I have App State going to Wyoming and upsetting them. Spread is three and a half. Or sorry, the spread is three. I don't know why I keep doing that. But uh, App State will beat my Wyoming outright. Okay. I like those. Um, I have I have Louisiana Tech going to Nebraska and covering the 21. Um, Nebraska hasn't necessarily looked just stellar. I don't really know if – you know, I think they'll win the game, but I don't. I don't know if they'll cover that twenty-one against Louisiana. Louisiana Tech, who's had one more game of experience, right? Or did did yes, Nebraska? They did. they did because La Tech played um FIU. I think the first week, and we picked that game. Okay, um, yeah, I just don't. I don't know if Nebraska is going to be able to, you know, just win by a big number, and then um have. BYU going to Kansas and winning that one outright. I don't, you know, they just went to Arkansas and won that one. It would be fitting, of course, because I picked them for them not to win. <laughs> it would, I mean, it would be fitting. But Kansas is favored by eight and a half, which is surprising to me. You know, first Big Twelve game for BYU, so I guess we'll just see how they can stack up. But I think they find, I think they get their first win as a Power Five conference team in the Big Twelve and beats Kansas. I think that's a really good pick. So, well, this has been episode. Is it episode eight? Episode nine. This has been episode nine of the It Just Means Less podcast. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week.